0: Welcome to Affording College with Aaron Green, founder and president of College Liftoff.
1: All right, so thanks, deep-throaty guy. Uh, welcome to Affording College. I'm Aaron Green, founder and CEO of College Liftoff. So College Liftoff is a company I started about 10 years ago as a response to a, to a problem I saw on the market, a, a real problem we actually have in the country. That's the problem of kids going off to college without knowing what they wanted to do and taking astronomical debt and the parents paying through the nose for tuition, board, and books for a degree that, honestly, they don't know what would do for them or what they know what they'd do with, to be honest with you. So I started College Left Off to help families and students to do this in a smarter way so they don't have to spend six years in college or take on more debt than they can manage so they can find the right career and find the right school that best fits them. The thing I've always said, and it's on our website very plainly, and I say it to parents every year, we work without any outside influences. And we will never promise to get your kid into a certain school. Your child will get into the school that's right for them based off of their academic achievements, based off of hard work. And we can ensure that these schools be great fits at what your kid wants to study, what they want to do long term, because we've done the work to really choose them for that particular reason. That's the way we should be choosing college. That's the way we should be getting it done. And here we are today on March 13th, 2019, sitting around talking about a huge scandal that just broke all over the news involving college admissions. It seems that it, this, it seems there's a company in California who, according to their website, promised to do a lot of things, some of which we do. Honestly, a lot of them we don't do pretty plainly. And we'll talk about why today. As a matter of fact, their website says we partner with your suit, uh, with your son or daughter to identify their strengths, unlock their potential, choose the right college position them for admission, and outline a a course of study and extracurricular to lead to a life of success. Um, Let me say, we've literally never heard of this company before yesterday. (laughs) And they're saying a lot of things that we similarly do as well, which is a little scary, but at the same time, they're saying a lot of things in that statement that are not what we do, and we're going to talk about that too. So, To talk more about this, I'm sitting down here today with our College Liftoff Senior Advisor, Emma, and our Manager of Client Planning page. We really want to get into this and talk about this case and explain the ins and outs of what's really happened here and offer some parents some solid advice on where to go from here uh, when it comes to working with your kid and working with your child on preparing for college and beyond. So let's just dive into it. Uh, So what happened? What's really going on in this case? Well, if you're not following the news, <laughs> if this is all brand new to you for some reason, uh, yesterday a big college admission scandal broke out um, involving, but namesake wise Felicity Huffman, William H Macy, and Laurie Loughlin. Uh, good old Uncle Becky, uh, Uncle Becky. Good old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking <of laughs> Uncle Jesse. <laughs> Uncle Jesse. I was thinking Uncle Jesse. Good old Aunt Becky. Yeah. Um, so tell, uh, tell us what happened today. Anybody want to kind of break this down from the start?
2: Yeah. So it sounds like um, this man, William Singer, has started several college counseling companies, um, ending with one that involved in the case now that we're all hearing about that's kind of blown up. Um, but they were basically having parents pay bribes, which he would set up and facilitate to get their students into schools where they wanted to go, but they didn't necessarily have the grades for. So far, a whole bunch of coaches at schools like Yale, Stanford, University of Texas, Georgetown, Wake Forest, USC, UCLA were all charged. Um, such several teachers and test proctors were, too, and more than 30 parents, including the celebrities that you mentioned earlier, Erin. And they were doing a whole variety of things, like trying to get their kids recruited at these schools for sports that they had actually never even played before. Like, I think yeah. Lori Loughlin's was for um, crew when her yeah. kid had never actually played She actually Photoshopped
1: her face onto another kid. Yeah. Um, it, 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 one, how disturbing is that? Um, <laughs> just to be able to, if you're the parent of the other kid. Mm-hmm. And you see here. The, I heard a story today
0: about um, a picture of a water polo player and I guess they had like put their kid in the water with their arm up, and um, the feedback they got was that a water polo player would never be that high out of the water. <laughs> so they readjusted the picture. Wow! Oh, my gosh!
1: I mean, the thing is, this thing goes deep. It goes. This guy took the measures of going through uh, admissions counselors. He went through coaches. They went through testing facilities, bribing people left and right, bribing therapists to talk about this, even going as far as, and this is something I know we we talked about behind the scenes about the whole 504 situation, but utilizing and taking advantage of systems that, truth be told, if you want to say it right now today, we've kind of used on the honor system at this point that we thought would be on the honor system, even though we know, like taking the SAT, it's it's proctored, it's a pretty standard process, that it's been a process all over this country for how many years have we been doing standardized testing? Too long. (laughs) <laughs> well, that, that's for a different podcast. But, uh, <laughs> but we've been doing it for 30, 40 years at this point. Um, it went as far as doing that. It went as far as like we're just, just laughing about taking other students' images in order to actually put them in there in order to get better admission. Uh, not standards. That's the wrong term. Better admission, num- or b- the ability yeah. to be able to get into a school. Because the truth is it is easier to get into a school as an athlete depending mm-hmm. on the situation, depending on the sport, all of that. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, we have schools like VU, you know, University of Virginia and and Michigan where we can barely get a 4.0 in. And then like, you know, how many football players are they actively recruiting in Ohio? That's just, that's, we know it's better. We know it's better than that. We know that that's happening. This guy is taking advantage of all of these things. That's really what happened here. He started a company, started multiple companies just basically to learn how to cheat the system on multiple levels.
0: Including starting a nonprofit so that they could money launder effectively. Yeah. So, when these people were making their big payments to get their kids into schools, they weren't just writing a big check to say, brand name school. Instead, they were writing to this nonprofit and then the nonprofit was laundering the money to the
1: college. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so, and then they were taking a big tax write off. Yeah. Yep. The number of layers.
1: The number of layers. I mean, it's, you have this monetary layer that was going through with this. You have coaches literally getting hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of bribes through this. Mm-hmm. Like some of these coaches are even questioning whether or not their teams can join the NCAA tournament next week yep. because of this. Um, therapists being paid off to, in order for kids to be so called have learning disabilities uh, so they can get extra time on the ACT mm-hmm. or SAT and then actually bubbling in the answers for those particular kids. I mean, I think it was what uh, Felicity Huffman's kid. Uh, Scored 400 points less on the PSAT Mm -hmm. than she did on the regular ACT. I, isn't somebody going to draw a red flag here for this? Like it's, it's, but again, this has been an honor system thing for so long. We haven't Mm -hmm. questioned it.
2: And it's all of that money too that was spent to bribe people, do things unethically that could have just been, say, donated to the university in the first place. (laughs) And they probably would have had a higher likelihood of letting your kid in then.
1: So, there, I mean, there's multiple layers of this. We're going to talk about, and I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm going to hammer this part home more so later. But this is a case of fraud and corruption mm-hmm. in a company. Like, truth be told, that's not a college planning problem. That's just an industry. Every industry has this as a problem. Yeah. Like, think of this is the Bernie Madoff of college planning. Like, this is just somebody that's taking advantage of a situation all across the board. And I think that's where we want to talk about today. Especially from our perspective, because we are college planners. I mean, we make no bones about it. This is what we do. We've built a great, thriving company where we work with students every day about this. But talking about this in the opening uh, pieces, I was talking about some of the things that he's saying, especially like position f- your students for admissions. All I really say is, is that you're trying to cheat the system in yeah. order to get them in.
0: Mm-hmm. That sounds awfully coded. It's mm-hmm. sure think we as ever heck does. To position anyone to get them in because we find a good fit and and the kids have positioned themselves all of our clients when they apply they've positioned themselves and they are ready to to be join you know to join their new freshman class wherever Mm. they land
1: yeah
2: that's something i think we talked about in a more in a recent podcast too is why would you ever want to cheat your way into a university where you don't per se belong anyway yeah if you're cutting corners to try to get in somewhere that you're not even going to be able to be successful. What's the likelihood that you are able to graduate. You've got to cheat your way through that. You're just getting yourself way further into a web of a whole mess.
1: Yeah. I mean, that goes to this whole point of like, did these kids even, did these kids even know? Mm-hmm. And what are their thoughts today? Cause you've got, I mean, for good, for bad. I mean, these are kids They're more or less, but they are adults. So, so they're on mm-hmm. this fringe. They're sitting in these universities today Yep. and parents are going to jail and they're being looked at. I mean, one of Laurie Laughlin's daughters basically said like, I don't even care if I go to school. I just want to go there and party and hang out. Like right. maybe I'll be there. I just want to hang out on Insta all day <laughs> and sell products. And... Which is a
2: whole other separate issue too. Yeah. But it's like these parents of all these other kids too, they're just setting their kids up for failure once they do get there because it's like, well now obviously this is blown up and everybody knows that you're that kid. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. But yep. the fact that, They've probably been struggling in these classes or haven't been doing as well in school in general, and thinking, "I don't belong here." This whole complex that could probably be built up if they genuinely didn't know about it, but right. who knows if that's if that's true or not at this point. But
0: and that's what I think about. I mean, I think about the message I want. I want our students to have at college liftoff. I think about the message I want my own kids to hear from me, and it's not that. Mommy thinks you're you're not good enough to do your own work, so I'm going to pay somebody to get you into college. Mm-hmm. I know that my, you know my kid is is a strong student and she's a strong athlete, and if she goes off to college to play her sport, it's going to be because she works super hard. Yeah, I don't think that I I I don't know. I don't want to live in a world where my kid thinks that the only way I can do this is if my mom does it for me. If you're
1: entitled mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. it, yeah. and that's the problem yeah. here. I mean. Lori Loughlin and her husband—I'm just going to call him Massimo.
0: Massimo Agnelli. <laughs> Massimo
1: Agnelli, who Massimo <laughs> of Target fame. So if you've ever seen the brand uh, uh, Massimo at uh, Target, that's that's this guy. Uh, they paid more than five hundred thousand dollars to get their kids into these schools. I mean, Lori Laughlin sits on uh, is stars in a lot of Hallmark movies. This doesn't seem very wholesome to me. I mean, when you're kind of just trying to cheat the system to get them into this right. through the backdoor methods, but that that really goes to and and I want to pr- make this as definitive as I possibly can, why this is different than anything that we do at College Liftoff and why it's, to us, a fundamental ethical question uh, is what your kid is capable of in the schools they should be going to. Don't always align to what you think your kid should be doing. I'll tell you, we, we've worked with 675, almost close to 700 families at this point. We have seven cases where it didn't work out right. All seven of them were because of this very problem, because the parent thought their kid should be at Harvard or Yale or whatever school that they've picked out in their mind that they think is the best thing for their kid without question. When the truth is, it's not about that. College isn't a destination. It's not about the the bumper sticker you're putting in your car. Uh, I thankfully can use this podcast to talk about that more fruitfully and more openly about that. But we have that as a real problem in our society. We think that this, this whole thing is about, well, my kid has to go to Stanford or my kid has to go to Duke or things like that just because of the nature of the name. And all we're doing in that regard, if you're thinking along those lines, I know you want what's best for your kid. Like, I understand that. I totally get that. I want the same, but we have to make better decisions for what that really means and what that is. You're not trying to set your kid up for entitlement. At least I don't think you are. At least the parents we work with aren't. They're trying to set the kids up for success and being successful adults, not just having their road, their road paved for them for the next 20 or 30 years so they don't have to sit around and do anything, which is kind of what's happening here with, with these, not just celebrities, but all these other parents that are trying to push their kids into these schools. Um, we want to make sure that our kids are going to the right school For the right reason, academically, financially, fit wise, all those things make the most important piece.
2: I almost kind of feel like, too, this story is perpetuating that bumper sticker problem because
1: it is a bumper sticker problem.
2: Yeah. Obviously, the general consensus is that these people messed up and (laughs) that what they did is not correct. However, I feel like I am hearing a lot of people still buy into this. Well, I get it because they wanted their kid – because of the image problem. They wanted their kid to go to this really high-profile university. They didn't want to feel like they fell short, like their kid wasn't as smart, whatever. There's the under, this understanding in what they've done. Nobody's agreeing with it, but they understand why they did it. And that, I feel like, is a big disconnect because there's not so much a reason for – Yeah, let's just get you into the best possible school if that's not the right school for you. And this whole illusion that if you graduate from Georgetown or USC or whatever, that you're set up so much insanely better than if you go to an Arizona State or whatever school it is. It's really about what you make of your education and what you do there if you get to Georgetown and you never go to class and you never do anything and you never get internships or go out of your way to make the most of your education, then you're not going to be set up for success on the other side. These parents basically just bought their kids a four year experience.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so,
2: so much of this is about perceived
0: competence. Um, I was looking at another article and it was talking about one of the, the best regarded, um, law schools in the country is Princeton which is awesome, except that Princeton doesn't have a law school. (laughs) so we really have this idea that like we it's got a great name attached to it. And I think about the the flip of this for me is like I have a couple degrees. Nobody ever asked me where they're from. I mean, I I have a feeling if they were from a more elite college, I might be willing to lead with that more often. But in general, like nobody ever checks my diploma, right? It's not hanging Mm. on the wall at work. Nobody ever says, but where did you get that master's? Mm. You know? I, I am known by the work that I do, right? Mm-hmm. People hire me because they – not because they see, oh, she went to Dartmouth. She must be amazing. Or in my case, she went to Florida State. Look how amazing she is. <laughs> so I was hired because I have a set of skills, and I also have a degree that indicates to you that I, I can do a job, and I think about that so often. I just really don't know very many people who are known by the college they went to. I know an awful lot of adults who have been to college, and I know where very few of them actually got their degree.
1: Well, and we know this, and this is something we measure all the time in our practice. We measure, what is it? When coming out of a program, average starting salaries. Mm-hmm. And how do those salaries compare against other universities? There's a reason why. And I actually got this question last week from a parent. Why don't you measure mid mid-career salaries because the truth is that has nothing to do with the college at that point Mm -hmm. you may have swapped industries at that point all things have changed you've worked your direct starting salary is the entry point for where you're actually getting based off of the credibility of that university Mm -hmm. that's the point of perspective we're looking for but that changes across the board all over the place Mm -hmm. so that that example for princeton with the law school is a perfect (laughs) example um I, i love this example i use it all the time where i always say like the supply chain management, which is an offshoot of operations and logistics, is actually a pretty prominent degree in business schools now. But it's only been invented probably in the past ten years, more or less. Um, the second best school in the country, according to U.S. News reports, is Harvard at it, which has a six percent acceptance rate. It's extremely expensive unless you can play the financial situation properly with them. Guess where the best school is? It's Michigan State. Michigan State. Michigan state which has a s- roughly seventy percent acceptance rate uh is roughly forty four forty five thousand dollars a year out of state we see average discounts i e outside scholarship or scholarships coming for our students from out of the state at roughly fifteen thousand dollars a year so we know we can get the best education in the country at that topic for roughly thirty grand a year and has a seventy percent acceptance rate because that's the specific program that that's But they're doing a great job, I should say, of putting students in the next level in that. Mm -hmm. And we can measure their metrics and that we can see the companies they're sending them to. We can see what the average starting salaries look like. We can measure all of those things for direct out-of-college relation to that. If I go to Harvard today and get a philosophy degree, is Honda going to hire me as an engineer? (laughs) No. So why in the world am I thinking of it like that? Right. That's where we've got to change this mind about this because you're absolutely right. You said this beginning, Emma, like this is a society problem. This is just something that's just been just perpetuated based off of a lot of the same misconceptions most people have about higher education, which is I got to get my kid in the best school. Mm -hmm. What does that best school mean? Well, I don't know. It's just got to be this name. For what reason? You know, those are the questions we ask every day. We even go back to it. That's why we have if we have seven bad reviews, it's because you will literally see my kid didn't get into Harvard. That's not what we're here for. And we make that very plain up front because we're not about that. If you're a 3.7 with a 30, 31, you're a very good student. That doesn't mean that you have to be slotted into Stanford. Mm -hmm. You know, that means you go find the school that's going to fit you best academically. And that's going to basically give you the best scholarship offers and the best degree set for that, i.e. the Michigan states of the world in that regard. If you're looking for that program.
0: I love when you sit down with families and you talk about the fact that you know, we have this great institution in town, Ohio State, a lot, a lot of alumni. We deal with a lot of alumni families. And you were the first one to say, you know, Ohio State has more than 100 majors and they don't-
1: There's 177.
0: They have, okay, they have 177 <laughs> yeah. majors and they do like 40 to 50 super well. And for the other 120 or so, we want to look elsewhere for you because we think that you'll either get a better value or a better education or sometimes both. And I think that that's- I don't know. I just, when we talk to our families, I see a lot of heads nod at that point where they're like, Oh yeah, you're right. And I, I, I know that when people are nodding, they understand the way we do this thing. So, yeah. and that we're not going to be pushing you to Harvard because it's a great school. Yeah. Right. We're going to send you to, we're going to say, yeah, you should apply to Harvard if it's a great school for you, for what you want to do. Yeah.
1: So actually one of the fun things I like doing now when, uh, especially when we have families that first come in and it's, it, as we know, we have to really change their line of thinking about college, just like in a conversation about we've got to think about it a little differently. So uh, you always hear this. In fact, audience, you can always do this. This is actually a fun trick. Uh, somebody will come up to you and say, so-and-so is looking at this score. We're thinking about this score, whatever the case may be. And, you know, and they'll always follow up, well, that's a really good school. And then ask them, oh, really, how? <laughs> or why? Why is it a really good school? And you will find somebody that seemingly knows what they're talking about and this whole college thing, dumbfounded in a heartbeat of a second, they will stop and they will pause and they will, well, I don't really know how to define why good is and what good is and why and how and all these things. Because the truth is we're banking on some blank measurable as a society to what that really means. And nobody's doing the back end work to see that. Mm-hmm. McDonald's is a big name. We see him advertised all the time in this country. Is it the epitome of cuisine? <laughs> Like, really?
2: (laughs) Right. And I
0: think about, like, all of the trends. There was a real trend for jelly shoes back in the 80s, Mm -hmm. right? The plastic shoes that made your feet hurt, and they were really stinky. And yet, like, there were a lot of people who wore them and thought they were great. I don't want to think about college in the same way. I don't want want the jelly shoe of college. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) I feel like so much of it has to do, too, with the fact that there is so much is unknown about college and yeah. people don't know how to tangibly measure these things and these results so they just go off of name brand yeah. and they don't know what's going on yeah. behind closed doors with admissions offices and how they make their decisions oof, oof. I feel like that's part of why this story blew up so much is it's mm-hmm. like it has this factor of something that nobody really understands and can wrap their head around that's and because a- all of this admissions formula stuff is behind the scenes and you don't know how to permeate it so if you've got someone like this William Singer dude that's like hey i've got the secret sauce i know how to make it happen people feed off of that but for the wrong reasons so once yeah, you get yeah. there
1: because <laughs> i'll tell you we do it every day here and mm-hmm. we will tell you we can figure out a good amount and we've spent mm-hmm. nine years figuring this stuff out But we're not taking it to an unethical place, right? Right, And that's where the separation is here with Mm. with William Singer in this situation. Again, he's nothing more than a Bernie Madoff of our industry. The problem is for our industry, college planning, it's really young. It's a really fledgling, young industry. It's not been around for very long, and there are a lot of mom-and-pop situations happening out there, and it's ripe for a lot of fraud and a lot of uh, not being – how can I say this – politically but not politically, um, not looking out for your best interests. Mm-hmm. I, I say this a lot to to our staff, which is if you really want to find the root of what's happening, look for what, this, what that entity is serving. Look for the master in this regard. So we see a lot of college planning companies out there that honestly, their backing is maybe something financial. They may sell different type of financial vehicles and they put college planning on the door. Well, the truth is the master they're serving is that not you as a family. We see some places where they're ex-admissions counselors and that's where they're coming from and or that they're serving an entity to be able to kind of get you into a school or maybe, heaven forbid, they're working for a school and they may not tell you and they're trying to filter you in that way. This is why as a company, I've always had us work this way. We work for nothing more than our families, period. I mean, we've got grads. We're in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, you can imagine most of our grads went to Ohio State. We even have a Clemson grad for crying out loud. And I'm next Florida State. We've got a lot of representation. But you'll never see a single banner in our office, ever. Because the truth is, and this is going to sound mean, but I, it's not. I don't care where you go to school. Mm-hmm. Truth be told, I don't care. So long as it's the right place for you, right situation, perfect, great. This, this is just a story about fraud. And it's a story about really setting what we think of as setting kids up for success, but it's really setting kids up for entitlement. And that's the real problem here. So third talking point here that we want to really hit. Um how is this actually hurting hardworking kids? I mean, there's there are a lot of kids that actually deserve spots at USC, in particular right. in like their cinematic school. Again, not every school is great at everything. We know that. But we do know, especially in our practice, we know which schools are good at what. Because <laughs> we've actually measured that. Yeah. The cinematic arts program at USC is unparalleled. Like there is no comparison for what you can do there. It's gorgeous. It's yeah, 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 yeah.
2: And not from like a building's campus perspective, from the material that they create. <laughs> yeah. Is what I mean by gorgeous. Yeah, from the program <laughs> ins and outs. <laughs> yes. The, the,
1: I mean, when you're getting guest lectured by Spielberg, like I mean, you can't.
0: Mm-hmm. What
1: are you going to say to that? I mean, but here you have somebody paying off a situation and going through all these vehicles to basically cheat the system, so that way that your kid, that may be really a rising film student, now doesn't have a spot there.
0: Mm-hmm. And just to ride my personal hobby horse, just the idea that they were using the, the, like, getting in as an athlete vehicle, just really. Oh, yeah. As the parent of an aspiring NCAA athlete, it just really rankles. I know how hard these kids work. I'm in the gym smelling them sweat every day. They're disgusting. (laughs) They work so hard that there's a lot of skin in the game. And to think... That your kid is sitting on the bench when my kid could be in there playing is—I mean—I think that's hard for a lot of families to swallow. Yeah. So
2: that, the the faking a learning disability thing is what really burns me up, man. Like yeah. there are so many kids that it, it it is so hard, and they have to jump through so many hoops to try to get those 504s and IEPs written to be able to get extra time to take the SAT or the ACT, and then. Some somebody swoops in here and then is able to bribe to yeah. get make that happen for their kid, so their S C T score can go up four hundred points. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, and so they can cheat on even on top of that. Right. You know how hard it is to get extra time on the SAT or SAT? I mean, you guys do because yeah. we do it every yeah. day, but like, it's not easy. It takes like literally therapists and other people to be able to yeah. do this. An average working class family can't do that in a heartbeat. Like that takes real effort for us to be able to make that type of thing happen. But here you throw money at it and, and and you know, rich celebrity type of attitudes at these and, and all this extra stuff. And here we have it where you can cheat a system like that. It looks like more than 30 families have been indicted on this. There are probably a few more even to come. and
0: This is just the start of the story. Yeah,
1: yeah. One witness even says there may be even about 800 families that have worked with this guy. And this leads into another really great point because we've actually gotten this question a couple of times over the past couple of weeks. Uh, why we don't have accreditations, and I'll tell you exactly why, because none of them make sense to me, and none of them have a good standard for what college planning should be in the first place anyway. One, it's a young industry, so nobody's really fully defined that. There is no, like, Apple in our space. We're we're working towards that every day to really be able to come that at some point soon. But you, you have situations like this where they can have all the certifications they want on the board. Does it matter? No, no, because – and they did. Sing, singers mm-hmm. singers Group had a ton of certifications in the world of college planning, all of this, that, and the other. What does that matter? In the end, what are the standards for this being set that's going to actually make this any better if the standard bearers don't understand what the problem is fully in the first place? Mm-hmm. And that's my position is that I've looked at all the certifications that go on this over the past – actually, I've been looking at for about six, seven years at this point. Not a one of them have really stated the problem as clearly as I feel like it should be defined. Most of it has actually been really saying like, oh, you need to make sure you have X amount of college visits in a particular year. What's a visit in college going to tell me about that I can't figure out on their website? And top of that, just walking around the campus, that's not going to tell me anything about the strength of the programs they have or what the job placement numbers are going to look like out of it or anything else about it in more in-depth. Just taking a walk around campus isn't going to do anything like that. Mm
0: -hmm. We've been talking about it a lot. And where do we go from here? How can we make sure that um – that college planning really is an ethical solution for families where they know that their kids, their kids are the ones who, who are going to do the work. We tell them every day, we, there is a good fit for you and we'll help you find it. That is what I can promise that I will help you find your best fit. Not, I, not that I'm going to make you fit best into the best school I can think of. And so I think that that's part of the conversation that families need to have when they look into college planning.
1: Yeah, so. absolutely. And the question of promising, we, we've thrown that around a lot today, and they've thrown it around a lot. Everybody does. The truth is the the, the promise of not getting you into a certain school is the promise for y- for us to you saying, like, we're going to promise to make sure you have the best decisions to make in front of you. Mm-hmm. It's not about, a, you know, yeah, I'd love to wake up in a Porsche be in my driveway every morning. Like – I wish that was the case. That's kind of the same. And truth be told, we're talking about the same cost measurables when we talk about like my kid needing to be at a certain school of whatever stature of USC or UCLA or Stanford, whatever the case may be. That's literally what you're you're thinking in your head. But that's where we've got to really rearrange this and think about this properly, which says that there is a place for good, proper career or college planning and career planning for this. This is what we do every day, and why it is still extremely important. You want to, of course, find somebody that's reputable to work with. You, of course, want to make sure that they have a good track record for success. But I'll tell you this, and this is an interesting point because we are super program specific here. I'll tell you our greatest success story to date. I've sent kids to MIT. I've sent kids to Cornell, all this other stuff. Our greatest success story to date is that I I sent a kid from a $25,000 a year private high school to a community college here in the city called Columbus State. Because it was the right program for the kid. That I will tell you, that is our greatest success story to today. Because we sent them there, this, send the student there for engineering technologies. It was the right overall fit. It was the right overall program. The way it was being done, the way it was administered, and the graduation rates coming out with a job were perfect. And the Pam, the family understood that. It took a bit, because as you would imagine, it would. Spending $25,000 a year in a private high school, but that's the right situation. That's what we want to get for each one of our kids the right place
0: there's a there's a school in Chicago um, that I believe is the Walter Perry school and I want to look at it <laughs> before I like
1: go. Well, and on. we may be confusing Walter Payton with well, with maybe Perry is. anyway so. yeah, Walter, Anyway, <laughs>
0: there's a great high school that's named after um, a football player from the Bears and it's a great school I think they do a, a lot of college prep and they guarantee that they're that 100% of their kids go on to college every year and I love that but i've always looked at it and i've been kind of like well, you know with some suspicion what where are they going what to college, college mean? what does college mean are they are you just shoving them into a community college cuz you knew you could get them in there or are you sending them off to the right places for them yeah and so when you see on our website that 100% of our um of our clients last year went off to college and they said it was the the right college for them it's because we didn't we didn't say Go to college A, B, or C, but instead we said, "Let's look at college A, B, C, sometimes D, E, F, G yep. for you." Like, and they they look different. Everybody who sat down at our table last year came came away with a different set of schools that were sure right enough. for them.
1: That's so. right. This isn't a shoehorn. No, this is this is this is literally finding the right situation across the board. Because when we talk about college, just in gen- we generalize that that title all the time college higher education this and the other uh, you know there's I've said this in a bunch of other podcasts but the truth is there isn't one version of that there's seven there's four year public there's four year private there's liberal art there's art there's tech there's community there's trade those are all versions of higher education and every one of them work it just depends on the kid so we have a situation like where we can send a private skid, uh, private school kid to a community college program because it's the right program for that student or we have a student that's interested in marine bio well that's not really prominent here in a while <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Uh, so, we can find good schools like Eckert and, and FIU, Florida Institute, uh, and all these other schools that make more sense that still, one, have a strong program in that that we can actually measure, again, because it's measurable results. They're right on the coast, i.e., they're actually doing marine bio, <laughs> and they offer strong competitive financial aid packages so we still aren't overpaying for the degree we're paying for it in the right price. And the kid's got to be comfortable there, so we can find these situations out. And every kid's different, and we've got to make make sure that that's the case. I can send a kid to any of those schools that is, you know, in the, in the right GPA range, but it doesn't mean you have to go to just Cornell's marine bio program. They're not the only one in town. There's plenty of them, and that means there's plenty of opportunities. Four thousand universities in this country with two hundred major, majors apiece. It's a plethora of choice. Truth to be told, that's where people are getting stuck. And I completely understand that the plethora of choice—it's a literally a Google problem of choice—that people are running into. That's where college good college planning can help, really, to be able to sift through those options. Again, in order to find the good one, in order to find somebody that's reputable, just do your homework and ask them really poignant questions. You know, how are you going to help our kid? What does your career development work look like? How does that? How does that really play into a factor? Of this? What do the financials look like for us? And how can we really? Uh, get the most out of a school on the financial side through inside scholarships and position ourselves better with that. But again, you, it's not about guaranteeing anything. It's about looking through options just in the same way you buy a house. You know, you, when we buy houses, we start off with a major concept, like I want to buy a house. And then you say, I want this many bedrooms in this neighborhood uh, with this drivability to work. You start narrowing down choice with these things. And that's what truth be told, good college planning could do for you. Not creating some Bernie Madoff scheme of, Bribing people left and right in order to make your kid get into a school that truth be told they had no business being in the first place.
0: I mean I look at it as a like they definitely played the odds at this other company, right, where they're like, hey, if you if you go as an athlete, you make it may get in. Hey, if we take extra time, we may improve your test scores. And we play the odds too, but we play the odds by picking schools that that look at you as a a viable candidate we play the odds by making sure that you are doing everything to maximize yourself as a brand as as a person as a candidate we make sure that you come out with a great resume that you've been thoughtful about the courses that you take we make sure you get great letters of recommendation all the things that you should do but we maximize the things that you personally can do as a student we don't help you cheat your way in we just make sure that you're the best version of you that you're presenting to the universities. Yep.
1: Gotten that question more than a few times from parents, which is how can you help my kid maximize getting into the school? And the answer that I always have to that, and I'm very point blank about it is nothing. Your kid is who they are. And that's just fine. I think that's the thing. It's just fine. There are plenty of schools that are just right for your kid. It may not be the Ferrari you have in your head because that's not realistic. But the thing is a Ferrari can be something completely different for a person like if you live in the middle of a swamp that's probably not going to be the best car for you you know i mean so you have to adjust for what you're really looking for in that and that's where we stand with this i want to make sure that that happens we make sure you have a 70% chance of getting into these particular schools in your and yeah. your national list make sure you have a good backup regional program list so that way we can make sure that that's still solidified we understand what the financials look like from the endowment structures and not any base gift aid numbers so we can use that as a measurable all this stuff is just data. Like, there's nothing that we're it's not magic. using. There's no magic to this. Yeah. That's it. This isn't some concoction. There's
0: no, there's no deception. Like, yeah. No, we, no one has to try to deceive. Like the numbers are what they are, and yeah. we look at the numbers and we we slide you in in the right spot.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 That's really what it is. So, any closing thoughts on uh, any of this?
2: Mm, I think the last piece that you said is super important. Like, if you're thinking about hiring a college consultant, do your homework before. You know, um, I think that's something that you've made no bones about in the past. Go out, look at what the other options look like and compare them to us and make sure that you're finding the right fit. At the end of the day, we believe it'll be college liftoff. But make sure that you know what you're buying before you do buy it and sign on and that it, it's it's matching up with your expectations. Um,
0: I'd agree with that. And I'd say that, again, just make sure that nobody's overpromising. So there's a lot of work involved in this, even for our really strong kids who come in with a high GPA and a great ACT score, they do a lot of work. I think about the kids that we've reviewed eight bajillion essays for and help them prep for interviews and help them find the right schools and they've done their school visits and done all of this. They work really hard. If somebody's offering you like an easy, like we're going to get you into one of your top three schools, think really hard about how they're making that happen. Yes. And whether or not your student's going to feel really great when they walk Uh, walk onto campus on the first day i mean you might feel great about it but are they will they feel like they did their work that this was about them Mm -hmm. because i don't know i'm just reading too many anecdotes about kids who feel pressured to create a resume that pleases their parents Mm -hmm. that indicates that their parents have been successful parents rather than they are successful people who are going to be awesome adults in life
1: that's so true. It's, um, what's your driver? I think I mentioned that earlier. Like, what, what's your master here? What's really driving this whole thing? Is it the best outcome for your student? Or is it, I mean, we keep saying it. We, we always keep saying it. Or is it the awesome bumper sticker you get from it? Mm-hmm. You know? And, and again, I, that, that can sometimes be misconstrued or, or misinterpreted as you want or don't want what's best for your kid. When the truth is, of course you want what's best for your kid. I think it's just realigning what that best really looks like at the collegiate level because it is a very different thing than it was 10 years ago. I mean, nonetheless, 20 or 30. It's very, very different. The way it's connected to the work world, I mean, how often do do we hear the jobs your kids will get aren't even invented yet today. Uh, that's partially true (laughs) Um, there's some some true validity to that but a lot of it they're still in the roots of this but we see a lot of them being invented now and we've seen such an expansion in the data analytics and analyzation worlds through MIS CIS IT all these different fields even library information sciences have gotten more into data analytics I mean you can just see expansion of fields that do grow and the truth is you don't have to know this stuff as a parent. this is what you know we are here for like this in order to help you through that but the truth is and Paige absolutely, you're absolutely right about this. Like, There's no magic to this. And if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Mm-hmm. If somebody's saying, like, we can go get you into this place or that place, it's probably something's up with that. Just in the same way, if, you know, you face, if you're talking to somebody saying, oh, I know I can take your money and go triple it next week. And they end up taking it to, like, the racetrack <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. Like, you know, there's fraud everywhere. Yeah. This is no different. This is just looking at it through the lens that we see it every day. And I want to make sure that people feel comfortable with that and understand that. This is just a a fraudulent situation for a guy that's just a big jerk. And for a lot of parents that, you know, may have thought they were doing the best thing for their kid. But the truth is, it was an unethical place to be. So in summation, I mean, this is a heavy case. And it's probably not going anywhere. We've heard a lot about it. And we probably still will, for honestly, for a while. So... Long story short, short we're saying, just be informed. Just keep asking really good questions. And you don't have to be directly local to work with a good college planner. I mean, we work with students all over the country. This is a good example. I mean, we've, we've got uh, – we even had a student in Belgium.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I right love yeah. this past year. I have a kid studying abroad in Belgium right now, a girl that was in Chile last year, and then a student that I work with in Chicago who lives there, and then a student that I work with in Florida.
1: Yep, yep. There. Um, so good college planning knows no boundaries. It's, it's, uh, it's something nicely that can be done from truthfully anywhere. It, the, 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 the trick is though that you have a guided hand through it, that you still can develop a good relationship personally one-on-one. Um, I think that's where a lot of uh, the, where we are as an industry gets a little shuffled because truth be told, you're not going to solve this by a website. And that's kind of the, the hang up is that, you know, a lot of families still think like, oh, we can go use this site or this. When's the last time you bought a house or a website? When was the last time you bought retirement through a website, Mm -hmm. truth be told? And any good financial planner or financial advisor would tell you that's absolutely ludicrous because it takes a good measured hand to help you through buying an asset of that size. And make no mistake, college is an asset of that size and cost and structure and what you need to do with it, all that. So knows no boundaries. Just ask your questions. Um, if it's something we can ever help you with, let us know. Uh, so thank you for being on with us for this, uh, this more or less rapid response to the situation that we're facing here with this, uh, this crazy, crazy collegiate bribery scandal going on. Um, if you'd like to learn more, always please visit us at com and subscribe to our podcast, Affording College. Also, you can check us out on Facebook. Feel free to like us there. We always publish all this information. We'll be publishing stuff about our upcoming podcast and everything else we're doing. Um, Always check us out on Twitter and and Pinterest and Instagram and all those other good things, too. College Liftoff can help empower you to make college affordable for your student. If you want to learn more about your options, Aaron will be responding directly to your emails. Email him a question at Aaron at
0: CollegeLiftoff.com. Thanks for listening to Affording College with Aaron Green of College Liftoff. If you'd like more information, visit CollegeLiftoff.com.